0: Welcome to The Next Generation Podcast, where we help business owners connect to their profits and earn their freedom. Join us as we discuss ways you can grow your small business, build your wealth, and help others along the way. Here's your host, Dan Cotton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Next Generation People and Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and I am going to be sitting down today to talk to you about problem clients. This may be a little bit of a shorter episode. I don't have any written notes or anything really specific to go over with you guys, but I just got off of a coaching call with one of our next gen clients, and we were talking about the entitlement that her clients were exhibiting, be it the parents and the athletes within her cheerleading gym. And just discussing the challenges that she was encountering with that and where we're at right now, with it being November of 2020, you know, we're kind of on our way out of the COVID time frame. We're still in in it, but we're definitely on our way out of it. And we're seeing a lot of those results of people who experienced the the COVID year uh, or really two years and are now getting back to normal life, but how has that changed people? How has that changed uh, their behaviors, be it uh, their commitment levels, their willingness to commit, their sense of entitlement and uh, desire to have things given to them, uh, their desire for general safety from all harm and risk, and it, it was an interesting conversation as we were talking because we've both been in the youth sports industry for a really long time. Uh, both of us have been coaching for over 20 years and you start to see those shifts as time goes on and, and cultures change and grow and you, you see different groups of parents raising kids and uh, you start to see those different generational gaps. And as we were talking, uh, I was giving her some advice on some things I thought she could do to help and I just wanted to kind of talk about that. Dealing with, with problem customers, you know, what to do in those situations where you have, have challenging customers, whether you are a gym owner or even if you're not a gym owner and you own some other kind of business, what is it you can do to help deal with these issues? And I think it's a really important skill set for any business owner to have. Even if you're not, you're at that point in time in your business where you're not necessarily working really in your business on the day to day, and you're not necessarily the one dealing with these conflicts, you wanna make sure that you have the systems and the processes in place so your staff are handling these things in the right way. Now, if you are a part of the cheer industry like I am, you have probably heard the terminology by Felicia. Uh, A number of times. In fact, it was kind of a catchphrase for a while and then it became a catch all uh, where anytime you encountered a problem with a client, the response was by Felicia. And for those of you don't know what by Felicia means, it means to say, leave my program. You're no longer my client. Uh, The concept of firing your client and while there are times where you do need to fire a client no matter what kind of business you're in you need to put your foot down and say you know what this isn't the business this isn't the company or the business for you you also want to be very cautious about how often you're, you're firing clients because if you do that too much there will come a time where you run out of clients to fire and it's important to realize that when you encounter clients who have a problem have a complaint have an issue you are actually being given a really cool opportunity now it's hard to take that perspective and being a business owner myself i understand that deep personal feeling of attack you can get when you are Being confronted with someone who is complaining about your business, especially when they're complaining about something you did, it can be very easy to get defensive and feel personally attacked. You know, this is your baby. This is the thing that you've built and you've put all your time and energy into. And how dare anyone say that you would intentionally do something against their child or to try to make their experience within your business bad. Um, And it's, it's super easy to respond in that negative mindset. But if you take that moment and realize that this is an opportunity to identify a potential friction point, a potential problem within your business and solve it, not only for this client, but for clients in the future, it will help shift your perspective. And there is some really interesting data that shows that customers who bring a complaint to a company and then have that complaint listened to and satisfactorily resolved are actually 50% more loyal to that company than a customer who never complained in the first place. So you're actually earning credibility with your clients when they bring you problems and then you take that opportunity and you take them seriously uh, and you solve that problem for them. And you may not be able to give them everything they want. but you're still solving that problem. And uh, you know, I, I would also liken it to just the old adage of treat others how you would want to be treated, right? In a business, if I go to a business and I have a bad experience, I want that business to make it right with me. I don't want them to just ignore my issue or tell me I'm wrong or kick me out. I want, I'm bringing them my concern because I want them to fix it. If I don't care about someone fixing a concern for me, I'll just leave, right? I don't need it anymore. I'm not interested and I'll just bounce. So you also have that same opportunity as a business owner uh, to correct that, right? They're bringing this concern to you because they want to give you a chance to fix it. So it's an opportunity. And I know it's hard to take that perspective, but if you can, uh, it's a really good mindset to adopt when you're dealing with uh, unhappy customers. Now, let's talk about dealing a little bit more in diving into more kind of what she was talking about, which is the challenge of having entitled customers. And I'm going to specifically focus things a little bit on kind of the after school sports, youth sports activities. But I think a lot of these principles would apply across businesses uh, in terms of what you can do to offset some of these things. But her biggest issue, if you really drill down to it, and the biggest issue a lot of us Encounter in this circumstance is an issue of culture. Uh, It is what is the culture of our clientele and what is it that they are expecting? And do they potentially have completely unreasonable expectations, which is possible? Uh, There are going to be times where clients come in and they expect things to be a certain way and they're not actually going to go that way. That's not possible. Uh, And you know that, but they don't. And It is our job essentially to educate that client on what they are going to get and educate them on what the right course is. And I want you to think about what is it you can be doing in your business to build that culture for your clients? What is it you can be doing to educate your clients? in what will make them successful and thrive and enjoy your product even more now this is something that we did in our business in in our uh, cheer business uh, years ago where I'm a teacher I love to teach I'm not actually a full-time teacher as you guys know from some of my previous uh, information but I love to teach I'm I'm always looking for an opportunity to train people that's just kind of where my mind goes instinctively and we had a significant culture program within our gym Uh, the parents were entitled they complained a ton everyone was unhappy staff uh, had you know lots of complaints there was lots of gossiping and cultural issues within our walls and at the end of the day, as an owner, you know, I had to take that moment and say, okay, it's my fault, right? I own this. If, if I, my clients are unhappy, my staff are unhappy, I own that. I have to set them up for success. So what do I need to change? What am I not doing right? What message am I not delivering to ensure that they know what right is? So we spent uh, some time, the first thing we did is we started to just try to create natural engagement. Now this was, I want to say about six or seven years ago. So, uh, it was when it may have been a little bit more recent than that, but this was when live streaming was really just starting to become a thing. So I guess that probably wouldn't be seven years ago, um, where Facebook live and live streaming was just really in its fledgling stages. And we jumped on it really early. And we started doing live videos for our clients. Now, in the after-school sports market, in cheerleading especially, there are so many nuances to the sport. And and because it is essentially a new sport compared to when any uh, adult of an athlete at that time uh, cheered, they really didn't know about it and that was actually part of the problem is they would come in with these preconceived notions from having participated in other sports or their own personal experience from being a cheerleader when they were in high school um, but not participating in the all-star elite traveling cheerleading uh extravaganza that it is today And so we started to spend some time in what we called parent education. Uh, and you could just refer to that as client education where we were putting out regular content to educate our clients on the sport of cheerleading and why we make the decisions that we make. Why do we train the way that we do? Why do we progress athletes the way that we do? Why do we encourage, uh, and reward certain behaviors and skills versus others. And we really spent a lot of time and energy into educating those parents and just being really, really clear and transparent so they could understand our thought process. And what we found over the years is we continue to do this and we continue to do this training, but because we've laid that groundwork for five plus years now, is our clients are trained they understand a lot of this stuff already and our issues uh in terms of complaints about you know positions or why we're progressing the way that we do or are we intentionally holding an athlete back because we don't like them they those things don't really get thrown out or asked anymore because people know us they know our philosophy because we're always telling them about it and they know how we do things in our program and this could be extrapolated out to, like I said, just about any business, uh, whether you are a personal trainer or a chef or um, a marketer, uh, you know, you can be out there educating your clients on why you do things the way that you do. Uh, why is it that you cook something a certain way or why is it you progress as a personal trainer in a certain way? Why are you telling them to eat a certain way? And, and you provide that education and that knowledge to people. So they're not only just doing something because you're telling them this is how it's done, but you're educating them as to the why, right? And it just builds more investment from your clients. They understand where you're coming from and they can get on the same track as you because they know where the track is. Uh, You know, it's really hard to be on the same path when they don't even know where the path is or where it's going. Uh, You know, so you're giving them that roadmap to success within your company. This is how you are successful as one of our clients. And it doesn't always have to be video. This could be newsletters and infographics. There's a lot of different ways to crack this nut. but. Providing information and building the culture within your clients is a way you can bring value to their lives because what you're doing in your business is bringing value to their lives. That's why you're in business. Uh, So you're going to be bringing value and by adding more value to that, you create a more loyal customer, you make a customer who has a better client experience, and you're building the culture you want to see from your clients. Now, it takes time. It takes investment um, to do this, but it's worth it. In the long run, it makes a huge difference. One of the other things we did, and we're a big proponent of in NextGen, is defining your why. Knowing what your business's core values are. And if you're a, a, a mentorship program or an enrichment program like we all own businesses in, in after after school sports, in all-star cheerleading uh, and tumbling and recreational, ninja and warrior and all that. We own businesses that do that. Uh, so it is so important for us to have defined our why and our core values within our business and then communicate those things out to our clients. You know, this is our why. These are the values that are important to us. This is what your getting from us when you come to our facility. It's just another essentially deeper level of building your brand with your clients. You're communicating so much more clearly to them who you are. And when people know who it is they're dealing with, they, they're still gonna have questions, uh, but they're gonna have less because they're gonna know where you're coming from when you're doing things the way that you do. Now again, as I I said this could translate to any business, some of this stuff is a little more important when you're really doing that, uh, you know, you actually have some sort of business to customer legitimate interaction that's ongoing, Uh, it's not so much transitional or transactional. You know, I don't necessarily need to know my grocery store's core values. Although studies show that buyers, especially nowadays, are more likely to support Companies that they align with their mission and their values. They want to. People want to spend their money with companies that they believe in. Now, yes, there are always going to be those those mega companies that people shop at for the convenience. Uh, I don't think there are a lot of people that go to a Walmart. Uh, with the core motivation of I align with this company's values. They're going there for the convenience of everything they can get. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make any snide comment about Walmart's values. That's not what I mean. I simply mean those big chain stores, we're not as concerned with what their core values are. We just know that they have what we want. Um, whereas when someone is driving to a small or medium-sized business, uh, we're a lot more likely to go out of our way to support someone that we value, uh, that we are invested in seeing them be successful. This is that loyalty factor that you're building. So when you have a challenging customer Again, I'm just kind of revisiting. I always want to say, okay, so what is this telling me about my process? Now you are going to encounter people who are just challenging in general, right? We, we all know those people that we wouldn't want to invite over to our house for a party. Uh, they always have complaints and they are just uh, the super negative person. But that doesn't mean that they can't bring value to your business. Uh, we have a customer within our program that there is not a single release that we have ever done, whether it be a physical product or a release of information or literally anything we have ever tried to do. This is how it feels to us. Anything we've ever tried to do, we know that once we release it publicly, hey, this is happening or this is on sale, we're going to get a text message from this individual that says something like, well, what about this? What about my you know if I have four athletes that are in the program and they all have different schedules or what about uh, this product is it made out of this particular material because last time we had a problem they are just that client they always have a critique and it's really easy to get annoyed Uh, really easy to have that knee-jerk reaction of man just stop asking questions just buy the freaking sweatpants But at the same time, they're asking a question and giving you the opportunity to respond. And if they're asking that question, there are very likely other customers who aren't asking it. Uh, And so I jokingly was talking to my management team and I said, I'm joking, but kind of not that we should soft release every release that we do to this client first, because then she's going to hit us with all the questions and then we can answer them all. And then do the release to everyone else, and we'll have solved a ninety nine point nine percent of the questions that are going to come up, because it's just how her brain works. And I'm I'm legitimately going to try this. I am actually going to try doing a soft release to her. Hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's all the information. What questions do you have? And when I get those back, I'm then going to answer those questions, and then do the formal release and see how it goes. And I'll, I can report back to you guys if. Uh, anyone remembers comments or reminds me of it but I truly think it will make a difference and it's almost like a a client proofing project uh, because if you if you're like me you do something for for so long Uh, you look at a a document for so long or uh, a concept for so long that you start to miss things because you've just seen it 800 times and you overlook the same typo that you've missed a hundred And normally it's not typos that she's asking about, but it's just avenues that we haven't thought through because you're always trying to put yourself in your client's position as you're trying to assess, you know, what are going to be their buying behaviors based off of where they're at right now. Uh, But you really get the best perspective from a client and she just always is able to think through all those other angles we haven't thought through. So, um. I'm going to give it a try now. There's other ways around that, right? And that's building your client avatar and knowing um, your your avatar's behaviors, and then answering those questions ahead of time. Um, but she is absolutely a what I would call a difficult client. She's 100% a difficult client. Oh, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna say it was a female, but this is this person is a difficult client. There's no question about it. But they are also one of our best clients. They spend more money in our business than the vast majority of our clients. They recommend more people to our company, more than the vast majority of our clients. Uh, And they will sing our praises all day long. So I will take someone who can be sometimes a pain in the butt and ask a lot of questions, which could be annoying all day over someone who just writes me a check and does the bare minimum and doesn't really engage because they're not as invested and they're going to leave much quicker and easier than someone who truly is invested and believes in the program and believes in our values and has spent a lot of time and energy investing in what we do. So these are all the factors that go into dealing with, with problem clients. Um, or, or challenging clients, the biggest thing is I, I, I just really believe in is that we have a unique opportunity to help change the world for the better. I think anyone who's owned a business through COVID uh, and now starting to go beyond, especially if you owned a business prior, and you're starting to see and experience some of these things you know we have a really unique opportunity where we can quit we can throw the towel in and we can say this is too much these clients are too entitled it's too hard or we can take that moment and realize we as business owners can start to have that positive impact not just on our business but on on the world that we want to build uh, within our countries and I know we have listeners from Canada and the UK and Australia and all over. So I don't want to necessarily just make it U S specific, but we can start to build the things that we want to see from people, uh, by training our clients, by helping them learn what right looks like by actively and caringly listening to their concerns and doing our best to, to make those better. Um, so I just I just want to encourage you guys to do that, you know, challenge yourself. And what I left my client with today when we were talking was I said, "I want you to strategize how you can educate your clients and build your culture." Because what you're doing there is you're you're dealing with the problems on the front end, right? You're front-loading that problem and you're you're training and educating and culture building ahead of time to mitigate the problems later on. It's not going to eliminate, but it is going to mitigate. Like I said, we had just such that huge problem with culture. And then when we started to implement these things, we saw it get better. And it, it doesn't get better overnight, but it gets better with time. And you build that culture and you train your clients and you really set yourself up for true success. So Challenge yourself. Look at your business. What is it that you can do within your company to educate your clients? Whether you're uh, whether you're selling wine or you're doing youth sports or you're uh, a hairstylist, uh, you know what is it that you can be doing to educate your clients on your product and on your company and on your brand and what to expect so they can be better primed to be successful in your company uh, because you want them to leave as raving clients even if they don't continue to be your client you want them leaving even if your business is that transactional you know they come in once in a while you want them leaving and when their friends say hey I need to go get my haircut where should I go you want your name to be the first person on the list because they had such a great experience with you and they knew what to expect and you know they had that that really positive experience, and you're you're creating raving fans on the front end by using your challenging, troubling, difficult clients to inspire change within your business. Uh, and I think, uh, not to digress, but you know a lot of these principles come from adopting some of the, the really amazing teachings of, of Jocko Willink in his book Extreme Ownership and just realizing you know that everything comes back to you. And when there's problems, taking that moment and just saying, okay, good, I can, I can look at this. I can start to address this problem. I now know that there is an issue and that's good. Um, some of the other things I've talked about uh, come from a really great book uh, by Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, I think it's uh, Jab, Jab, Jab. Uh, right hook or right cross. Uh, but, uh, f- another phenomenal book where he talks about dealing with challenging customers. Um, there's just, there's so many brilliant people out there who've talked about this, uh, and brilliant and successful people. You will rarely find really brilliant, successful business owners whose response to when do you, when you have someone with a complaint, what do you do? Get rid of them. Uh, You, you want to take those people and use those complaints to build your company, launch you in a new direction and realize that those troublesome clients are, are okay to have in the moment. We want to try and eliminate them as much as we can, but no matter what you do, as you grow, as your business becomes more successful, you're going to encounter more challenges. Uh, You're going to have a system that doesn't work the way it is supposed to or an automation that isn't quite right and you need to fix it and you need to fix those holes. So take that opportunity to learn how to handle difficult clients because if you can handle those difficult clients, the easy clients who are just excited to be a part of your business just become that much easier. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode, you guys. We are going to have more episodes coming to you uh, pretty regularly. We haven't decided on the exact release time. Some of these will be just me sitting down and talking to you and and doing kind of like we did today. Some of them will be interview style. Some of them are going to be multiple interviewees piece together. Some of them, maybe even some old interviews we've done that we're going to throw out there for you guys. So keep your eye out for some of those too. Um, our goal at NextGen is to help business owners grow and connect them to profits in their business. We want to see entrepreneurs growing and thriving, making a profit because when you're making a profit, you can do more great things in your business. We are here to support you. We are here to support uh, business owners are focused right now and, and has been all-star cheerleading industry uh, and uh, dance and after-school activities. But we have owned so many different businesses uh, with all the owners and next-gen and coaches. Uh, we really are here to help you. I uh, hope you have enjoyed this episode. Make sure you check out our social media if you haven't already and our website. And with that, This is Dan Cotton with Next Generation Owners, and we will catch you next time. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Next Generation Connecting People and Profits podcast. If you love this content, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and head over to our website to sign up for our emails with tips and tricks on how to grow your business.